Expanding Victory, part of the uh, initiative, one of the things that's happening is that we are going to two services starting on Sunday, September 2nd. Our two service times are, go ahead, give God thanks again for that. That's fine. That is exciting. Our two service times will be 8.30 and 11, okay? 8.30 and 11. Here's why we're going to two services. The reason we're making the move to two services is because we believe that it gives us the best opportunity to reach more people for Jesus. That is the reason why we're moving to two services. Let me say it again. The reason we're moving to two services is because we believe that it gives us the best opportunity to reach more people for Jesus. And that is why we're here, isn't it? To reach our community, reach more people for Jesus. So here's what we're asking of you, especially those of you that you're, you attend regularly here at Victory. We're inviting you to commit to a service that you believe you can best serve Jesus here in the worship center. And then we're inviting you to commit to a service that you believe you can best serve others. And so we're asking you to attend one and serve one. All of us get in on it. All of us get to do it. Because when you come to the place and you realize that it's not all about us, but it is about those that God has called us to reach, we will begin to expand our vision and expand our faith and expand our reach to what God wants to do. And so I want to talk a little bit about that today, expanding victory. And I want us to turn to just one place in the Bible, Isaiah chapter 54. We're just going to sit there for the remainder of our time together. Isaiah chapter 54, beginning with verse 1. So whatever you use to uh, read your Bible, if it's your smart device or um, a paper Bible, uh, go ahead and turn there. The scriptures will be on the screens behind me as well. Isaiah 54, verse 1, we're going to read uh, just five verses. Verse 1 begins by saying, Sing, O barren, you who have not born, break forth into singing, and cry aloud. You who have not labored with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords, and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed. Neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. This whole chapter, particularly the verses that I read, is dealing with the subject of barrenness. Barrenness to mean being unfulfilled, to be unfruitful, to not produce. And I believe that it speaks to, to many, many people who are here today. That, that barrenness, meaning to be unfruitful, unproductive, unmotivated, um, unfruitful. I believe it speaks to many of us here. Maybe you're a man or woman that in life, uh, you're, you're, you're in a season in life where, there's, where, where it's unfruitful. It's, it's barren, if you will. There's, there's no life. There's the, the zest of life has, has long gone, the flicker of 
hopes and dreams and believing God for more has dimmed very, very, very low. And maybe you're a young person who is either in high school or already made that transition, getting ready to go to college, and you're just in a season of, of transition and a season of growth, but, but, but you're just, you're just kind of there, right? There, there's no growth. There's, there's, this, there's these thoughts about what you believe and why you believe it, and it's not necessarily productive. You're, just, you're in a season of barrenness. Maybe you're a married couple here today. And your marriage is no longer fruitful. It's no longer productive. What you thought would be lifelong, you now, you, you, you now, you now see the possibility of that deteriorating. Maybe it's in the area of your health or of your finances, but you're barren in an area of your life. Maybe you're in a season where you're unfulfilled and you're not producing, you're not fruitful. You're not seeing the results in your life that you feel like that God has destined for you. And it's a time of frustration. It's a time of unknowing. And can I tell you, though, that barrenness does not intimidate God. That whatever it is that you're going through, whatever season you feel that you're going through, I've got good news for you today. No one lives in a permanent season but the dead. And God is not intimidated by your season or by your barrenness. And in this great passage, he tells us how to break out of barrenness, how to break out of having an unfulfilled, unfruitful, unproductive season. Because the scriptures can also speak to a church corporately. Maybe it speaks to a church that has plateaued, a church that has come to a place where they've said this is enough, there's no more for us, this is it, the good days are behind us. Barrenness. But I believe that these scriptures talk about how to, have, how to break out of having unfulfilled, unfruitful, unproductive season and move into a time where the Bible talks about how it's breaking forth on your right and on your left and expanding. And the answer to it breaking out of barrenness is not what you think it is. Sometimes we just sit around and say, well, I guess if it's going to change, God will just have to do it. But notice the instruction he gives, four powerful words, and we're going to write these down very quickly. Number one, four powerful words that we get in Isaiah 54. Number one, he says, enlarge the place of your tent. Everybody say enlarge. enlarge. Do it like this, everybody. Do it like this. Say enlarge. enlarge. Come on, do it like, you know, hit your neighbor. Enlarge. All right, enlarge. One of the words that God wants you to get deep in your spirit before you leave here today is to not shrink back and draw back, but to believe and even expect God to begin to enlarge you. Expanding victory has very little to do about us just going to two services. In that phrase, expanding victory, what you've got to understand is that one of the things that God wants to do is to break us forth as a church and as individuals and as families for us to break out to the right and to the left. And part of that process is God looking at a church and saying, church, you need to get ready to expand or to enlarge. Because God is saying... I want to enlarge you, and I want you to enlarge your tent. And so part of that is us going to two services, but that's not all expanding victory. And it's not just, it's not just, it's not just dedicated to going to two services. Here's what God is saying. God is saying, I want to enlarge you, victory. 
But he's also saying, I want to enlarge you, Jerry. I want to enlarge you, John. I want to enlarge your capacity to believe me for more. I want to enlarge your vision. I want to enlarge your faith. I want to enlarge your ability to see beyond where you are and start trusting and believing me for something that when I say it and speak it over your life, I have to follow it up with the words, don't be afraid because I am with you. And that takes us enlarging our capacity. So a couple thoughts in that, a couple things that I thought about that. I thought about how God wants to enlarge our capacity for more of him. To enlarge our capacity for him to have more of our lives. How do you break out of the season of barrenness? God is saying, I want to enlarge you, and I want you to enlarge your tent. I want you to get ready for what I am about to do. And a part of that is him allowing him to enlarge our faith. Has God ever come to you and said, hey, I want you to get ready because I'm getting ready to do something, and it's just something that just blows your mind? And yet God is saying it? And so God is a God of enlargement. You never enter into a relationship with God where he takes you backwards, where he takes you, where, where, where he takes you and you lose ground with God. Any relationship God ever entered into, he expands that relationship. He expands that man. He expands and enlarges that woman. He makes them think more and believe for more and dream for more. Because in any relationship, when you get in with God, God will enlarge you. He will enlarge your vision. You'll start dreaming bigger. You'll leave smallness behind and you'll stop thinking small and you'll stop dreaming small and you'll stop believing small and you'll stop hanging around small people who think small and dream small. I don't know about you, but, but smallness frustrates me. I get frustrated by smallness. I'm not, I'm not talking about small beginnings. That's important. You steward that stuff. But I'm talking about small thinking, small belief, small faith, small dreams, small people that when you share with them something that God has placed on your heart, they're naysayers in your life. They tell you you can't do it and it's never been done and it's impossible. But God is saying, I want you to break out of smallness. I want you to enlarge your tent and begin embracing what I want to do in your church and in your life and in your family. Enlarge the place of your tent. I think we think way too small for God's economy. And you've got to reject small thinking. You've got to come out of smallness. You've got to come out of being robbed of big things. You've got to get to a place where you, where you stop allowing small-minded people to rob you of your big vision. You've got to get away from what people say and what your own mind says what you're capable of doing. If God is with you, all things are possible. Give me a big amen, somebody. Everybody shout, enlarge. enlarge. Say it again, enlarge. enlarge. You see, it amazes me when I look at people who have never been enlarged. In their way of thinking, in their expectation, in their faith, they don't ever get enlarged to what God is doing. And it's amazing how trivial, how petty their life becomes. They fill up their time and their energy and their conversations with things that are about nothing. Small folks like to hang out with Small folks. Small folks always gravitate toward small folks. 
because people who have been enlarged, there's something different about them. They talk different. They sing different. They worship different. They give different. They live different. They dream different. When you get enlarged, you get tired of talking about small stuff all the time. You get fed up hearing about what can't be done, and you can't do it, and you better stay within your limitations. If you wait till everything is perfect before you step out and do anything, then you'll just never do anything. The measure of a person sometimes can be defined by the thing that they're able to overlook, the small petty things and voices that say it can't be done. Because if you let it, the little things will trip you up. Little things occupy your time. Little things just take over your life. But God is wanting to expand and enlarge our tent. He's saying, Victory Christian Center, get ready and enlarge. Get ready and enlarge. If you want more, if you're unfulfilled, if you're tired of an average life, if you're tired of being unproductive, then don't just sit there and say, God is going to zap me. No, God isn't going to zap you. He's going to say, enlarge the place of your tent. Do something than just sitting on your blessed assurance. Get ready, enlarge, because when you do your part, I'll be faithful to do my part. Enlarge the place of your tent. Why are we going to two services? We're enlarging our tent. Well, what happens if it doesn't work? Impossible. Well, pastor, don't you know that in America, 1,700 pastors are leaving the ministry every month? Churches are dwindling. They're dying. Church growth is, is at an all-time low. Yeah, I get that. But with the instruction to enlarge, God also gave the promise, the command, fear not, with the promise, for I am with you. We're enlarging by faith. We're going after it by faith. And God is saying to you to enlarge your tent. Get rid of smallness. There's anything in you that says, I don't like change. I don't like Stuff that mess. Listen, get rid of smallness. Do you realize when you get a vision big enough, all of the petty stuff doesn't even matter anymore? Enlarge your tent. The second thing he said in that verse, catch it now, and stretch forth the curtains of your habitation. Say stretch forth. Say it again, stretch forth. Notice that after you enlarge your tent, the next step to breaking out of that barrenness is you got to start stretching. Everybody say stretch. stretch. Stretching is so important. Isn't it, coach? We got the stretch band king, Coach Hartzell, sitting on the fourth row. He knows everything about this. Stretching is important. This rubber band will never fulfill its purpose until it is stretched. And notice when it is stretched, it's the most vulnerable. It's the most sensitive. And this is why we don't like to stretch. Because when we stretch, that's when we're the most vulnerable. It's easier to be comfortable. It's easier not to believe for greater things. It's easier to sit on our blessed assurance and say, well, you know, I'm going to wait for the rapture to come. 
I'm just going to sit around until he comes. But when God needs somebody to do something, then he has to get them out here. God wants to get us out here. And this is where, this, see, this is where the band has the potential of breaking. This is where the band breaks. This is where the stress is. But if you want more and you're tired of unfulfilled, unfruitful, average life, then God is saying enlarge and then stretch. You'll never get a miracle until you stretch your faith. You'll never get a breakthrough until you stretch your faith. You'll never get anywhere until you stretch your vision for what God wants to do in and through your life. So one of the things God is saying to us is that I won't, he wants to stretch us. He wants us to stretch. He wants us to stretch. To believe God, expanding victory, we've got to get stretched. Our vision has to get stretched. Our faith has to get stretched. We've got to come to the place of vulnerability with God and with each other. Where we realize that we can't. We realize that we can't. But we know that God can. And nothing is impossible to them who believe. Somebody give God a shout of praise for just a moment. And so Victory Christian Center, this is a church where you're going to get stretched. You're going to get stretched. What happens when you don't stretch properly, coach? And you take off to do something. You'll pull a muscle. You'll pop something. You'll hurt yourself. You, you will limit your potential to engage in life if you don't stretch. And what I'm saying is that God has given us a church, and we are a church where we stretch people. Where we look at people and we say, that's good, but God wants to stretch you. We need to see more. That, that, that's why we're, you know why we're saying we want you to commit to a service that you attend, serve Jesus, and attend in a service, and, att- and go to a service where you, where you serve others? Serve one, attend one? That's not, av- that's, that's not average. Average is, hey, we're doing this for you to give you options. Pick a service that you feel comfortable in attending. Attend that service and then just go home. No, but God is saying stretch victory. Stretch. I want you to stretch. Say Stretch. I want you to stretch. I want you to do beyond the norm. I want you to do beyond the average. Why? Because as we stretch, God is saying, I'm getting ready to do something, and I want my church ready. I don't want them lining up at the starting line, popping a muscle as soon as the gun goes off. I want them to to overtake and recover all. I want them to go after this, ready, stretched, warmed up, getting ready to go after it and doing what I've called them to do, but it takes us We've got to enlarge and stretch. Don't go to a church where there's no challenge. There's no stretch. You come in like the frozen chosen and you leave the same way. And there's no demand. there's There's no demand for discipleship and no demand for, for investment of, of self and life. There's no demand to give God our all, to be all in for the gospel's sake. Don't go to a church like that, that all they care about is pleasing people versus pleasing God. 
All they care about is smallness and small thinking. But get connected somewhere where they're enlarging their tent and they're stretching. Get you to a church where they'll, they'll stretch you in worship and stretch you in your faith and stretch you in holiness and stretch you in a dedicated, consecrated, committed life. Don't go to a church where you're comfortable. Go to a church where you come out sometimes and your toes are bleeding because the preacher just got all up in your business. Because you need to be stretched. Oh, I'm going. Number three. And then the next thing he said, the third thing, if you're going to build a great life, if you're going to expand my victory, is lengthen your cords. Lengthen your cords. Cords have to do with relationships. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So when God is saying lengthen your cords, what he's really saying is lengthen your reach. If you're tired of average, and tired of being satisfied, and tired of being in a rut, Understand that you have an enemy called average in your life that you're sick and tired of. It's time to lengthen your cords and lengthen your reach. So enlarge your tent, enlarge, stretch, and lengthen. What's this about? Victory Christian Center, we're going to have to enlarge, stretch, lengthen our reach. That means, and it's not an issue that much for us, that is God lengthening our reach in this region and in this community. Think about this. God is saying, I want you to enlarge your capacity. I want you to stretch in the area of faith, and I want you to lengthen your reach. I'm talking to all of you. I'm talking to those watching me on TV right now and those watching me online. That was not a mistake. What I just said. They didn't hear me. Because God is saying, lengthen your cords. Get them ready. Make them long. Those of you watching me by TV, across this region, what God is doing in this room. Folks, we don't have TV right now. We're not on TV right now. We're on somebody's screen in their bedroom. You're watching, traveling, whatever. You're on your smart device, on your computer. We don't have TV yet. But God is saying lengthen your reach as a church but also as individuals. Why have we been doing this summer initiative? We're trying to stretch and flex those evangelistic muscles for you to lengthen your reach. God is wanting to touch people. You know what kind of church we are? We are a whosoever kind of church. Whosoever, whosoever comes, whosoever comes. And one of the beauties about the kingdom of God in a church like this is you look around this room and there, there's not too many people that look just like you. We come from different backgrounds, different places. I mean, you know, we all used to juke to the, a different jam back in the day. We got some over here that were Nirvana, and, you know, we got the headbangers back in the day. We got some over here that were the Humpty Hump. 
We got the Belle Bib DeVoe folks over here. I, I don't know. I don't know the other genre stuff. I don't know. You know, Guns N' Roses, I guess. We, we all come from different backgrounds, different shades, right? I personally like the, the caramel, nice, you know. Puerto Rican color, and I like the vanilla color. But all different shades, right? All different backgrounds, all different places in life. Not all the same, and God is saying, lengthen your cords. It's time to reach more people. It's time that we look at these empty seats, and we say there's a problem with an empty seat next to me. God did not ordain us to be a church with empty seats. God ordained us to see people filling these seats that will get utterly transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And listen, we're not concerned about making bad people good. Our emphasis is not getting you from being on drugs to off of drugs or being perverted in, in the area of, of sex to be unperverted or being messed up to unmessed up. No, 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 that, that, that's not the goal. The goal is for you and for people to go from death to life because when that happens, when the miracle of salvation takes place in the life of a man or woman, Whatever their sin was, whatever their background, whatever it was that had them bound and pinned on the ground getting ready for them to tap out in life, when God transforms a man or a woman from death to life, it's not once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. No, 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 baby, not in the kingdom. It's he who the sun sets free is free indeed. the gospel of Jesus Christ for God so loved the world that he sent not a 12-step program not a counseling session not medication he sent a savior and my savior is bad my savior is powerful and he'll resuscitate a dead man or a dead woman and bring him back to life Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, say, we ain't playing. Stretch. Enlarge and lengthen your cords. One. Victory Christian Center, lengthen your reach. If there's somebody in your world that you think is not worthy of being transformed from death to life, you, sir, you, ma'am, need to lengthen your cord. Look around you, the field, the harvest is, they're ready, they're ripe. We have to start thinking redemptively instead of recreationally. That's what I'm saying. Lengthen your courts. Why am I inviting you to commit to two services once we go there? Because God is saying lengthen your courts. And when we think redemptively, that makes sense. 
I'll attend one where I'll serve Jesus best, and I'll attend another where I'll serve others best. But if you think recreationally, see, church is just a cruise ship, and I'm the captain, and you come, and you pay your dues, and you want a nice stateroom with a balcony, you don't, you don't, you don't, want, you don't want a schedule, you just want, want to do your own thing, and you want to eat when you want to eat. You want us to provide everything, make sure everything's comfortable and everything's nice. We, you want us to form your, your towels into little animals on the bed for you. If something isn't right, well, you just complain to management. That's a cruise ship. Comfortable. You sit around doing nothing. But the church is not a cruise ship for the comfortable. The church is a rescue ship because the only answer for our world and our community and our region in western Pennsylvania and northeast Ohio by the way God is saying enlarge your tent the only plan that God has to reach, reach that region is the church. We're at church. We're plan A. There is no plan B. There's no going back. There's no turning back. And every empty seat beside you is a prophetic word that there is somebody in your family, in your home, in your community, at your job. That seat is crying out, saying, lengthen your cords, your reach. And then the fourth thing he said was strengthen, strengthen your stakes. Once you lengthen your cords, then you strengthen your stakes. The concept of putting down stakes, putting your stakes down and driving them deep, you put those stakes down, and as you're growing there, there are some absolutes as you grow. As you enlarge, as you stretch, as you expand, there are some absolutes, there are some solid bedrock things that will not change. No matter how big, no matter how great, no matter how God blesses you, you've got a state, you've, you've got to have, you have, you've got some stakes that are driven down in your life that you'll never veer from, you'll never get away from. And he's saying, drive those stakes down when you are lengthening your cords, when you are reaching for more. No matter what comes against you, if your stakes are down in the ground and they're strengthened, you'll be able to stand. We don't wait until things get bad and the storm comes to try to knock the pegs down into the ground. You don't make, you don't set your values and what you believe in when the crisis hits. Those get set long before the crisis. What God's word is saying is that I need you to be people that have they have strong stakes. They are dri driven deep in the ground because watch this. The, the, the more God blesses you and the more God grows you and the more God stretches you and enlarges your life and your business and your ministry and your family, you've got to have some things in life that are driven down into the ground that hold when the storm comes and hold when success comes. That you don't, you don't look at God and say, well, I just did this all by myself and you forget your God. But you've got some values. You've got some cores that are driven way down that you sir that you ma'am come hell or water high water you will not be moved and young people listen to me 
You don't drive stakes in the ground when you, when, when you turn 20-something and are married and have children of your own. But as a young person, you've got to drive stakes deep down into the ground as a young person so that when you get off to college, you're not confused by, by, by professors and people that say, well, your God is not even real. He was, some, he was some fabrication copied off of some Egyptian God back in the day. No, you've got to have some cores, some stakes driven down deep in your soul so that when you do go off and God grows you and, and enlarges your life, there's something that you know you believe in and will not change or you can go anywhere you can go anywhere you can you can go go to the party go do the thing but but have some stakes driven down deep in you that says you may be able to do that but I've got some values in me I've got some stakes in me and it's not just because my daddy said or my mama said or my pastor said but I've got a relationship with God all by myself and I've got some stakes in my life that are strong and they're deep in my life. If you don't have stakes down, your stakes down right when the storm comes, you're going to get into a mess. You don't wait until you get to college and decide what you believe. Drive your stakes down now. There, there's some absolutes. There's some real faith in me. There's some places I don't belong. There's some things I, can't, I don't do. I belong to God, and I can go anywhere, but I've got some core values that I'm driving in like stakes in my life so that as I'm reaching out, it doesn't change me. I change it. Everybody say enlarge. Say stretch. Say lengthen. Say strengthen. Hallelujah. When Isaiah said, if you're going to enlarge the place of your habitation, he said, lengthen your cords, but strengthen your stakes. Say this with me. Say, long ropes need strong stakes. Anybody acquainted with, with tents or with camping understands the metaphor that when you pitch a tent, the longer you lengthen the cords, the stronger you need to make your stakes. And you don't have to look far to see examples of the negative of this. You see, when we have increased extension, we must have with it increased stability. And calamity happens when you're growing outwardly, but you're not seeing increase in stability and the stakes going in inwardly. A prominent businessman collapses in his character and it shocks the community because as his business is getting bigger and bigger, his stakes weren't down and the success that should have been a blessing was a curse and ruined him. A politician falls from the pinnacle of success. Outwardly, he was extending and stretching and becoming bigger and greater and more famous, but the stakes weren't driven in and a shocking scandal takes him out. A well-known and respected preacher whose ministry is getting bigger and bigger and bigger falls to sin. And everybody's shocked because on the outward everything was getting bigger. But there was no driving down of those stakes inwardly when no one is watching. I tell our young leaders and our young pastors all the time, I am more interested in private Isaiah than I am in public Isaiah. Because we know how to market ourselves publicly. 
We know how to play the game. We know how to do the stuff. But, but, but who's watching? Who's developing? Who cares about personal, private Joey when no one is watching, when there's no one there? Who's the one that can get in their face and say, how are you doing in this area of life? I care more about private than public. The stakes that are driven deep down in life, the stake of character, the stake of integrity, the stake of prayer and experiencing God, the stake of just reading the Bible. There's some things you just can't get away from, and the bigger and the greater and the more you grow, it's not supposed to pull your stakes up. You're supposed to strengthen them and get them deeper into the ground. Here's what I'm saying, Victory. I'm saying that as God enlarges us and as God stretches us and as God causes us to lengthen our cords, we're not, we're strengthening the stakes of integrity and of honor and of excellence and of the presence of God. Why? Because those are the things that were stakes before we got here we're not removing them and say we're going to grow without integrity and grow without honor and grow without excellence and grow without the presence of God no those are our cores those are the stakes that we're driving even deeper into the ground what I'm saying is that if you thought we were excellent get ready there's going to be another standard of excellence that we have to embrace for the more of God And lastly, i got to finish with this. I'm going to close with this thought. The last thing he said, actually, is not the last thing he said. It's the first thing he said. He said, enlarge, stretch, lengthen, strengthen. But the last thing I want to look at, he said, verse 1, Matthew 54. And this, this gets me all the time because God, God has the ability of talking to you from where he is. Follow me. When God speaks to you, when he talks to you, his vantage point, his perception, his view in how he talks to you is so different from where we are. So a good example is a man named Gideon. The Bible says he was in a wine press. It's a hole in the ground. Why was he there? Because he was a coward. He was afraid. He was defeated. He was scared. He was timid. He was hungry. He lacked. He was broken. That's why he was in that hole. He was last. He was divorced. He was sick. He was bankrupt. That's why he was in that hole. And then God shows up and says, Hey, how you doing, Gideon, mighty man of valor? And begins to speak things into Gideon's life that wasn't even evident yet. There's no evidence. There, there's, no, there's, no, there's no grid. There's no, there, there's, you're, you're around, you're, you're square peg. I'm a round hole. It doesn't fit. But yet God in his sovereignty, because he is not fixed to time like you and I are. 
that when God invades our world, what he's invading is our now. And all you and I are privy to is now and everything that's led up to it. Our past and our present. And then in steps into our now, a God that's not limited to the now. Or even to the past. But in steps in a God into your now that has been not only where you were or where you are, but where you are going. And he brings to you the information that you're not privy to. He brings to you the reports of battles won, of victories won, of children that have been set free in their right mind, saved, sanctified, full with the Holy Ghost. He brings to you a report from a time that you have not yet been and speaks to you not as you are, but as you shall be. And that's why he was able to look at a coward, at a timid boy named Gideon, and say, hey, cheer up, because I just showed up in your life. And by the way, future you is mighty man of valor. So we might as well start calling you that now until you believe it, until you embrace it, until you walk in it, because that's who you really are. And I've just stopped by to tell you, Victory Christian Center, I've been in a conversation with a God who's been talking about your future. And he's dropped me by to tell you, enlarge your tent, strengthen your stakes, stretch your cords, lengthen your robes, get ready. Why? Because victory a few years from now is not the victory that you've known. God is saying, I'm doing something in this region. I've called you to be a part of it. Your name is victory for a reason. You will see God's victory experience in the life of this region. In Jesus' name. That's not the good part. Okay, those of you that are standing, stay up. I say all that to say that when God started speaking in 54 of Isaiah, he started speaking from that place in the future. Because before he said to them, enlarge, before he said stretch, before he said strengthen and lengthen, he said, sing, O barren one. Sing, O barren one. Start singing. Start praising. O broken one. O barren one. O defeated one. O sick one. Sing. Your marriage is broken. You see no hope for your future. 
Start singing, O barren one. Start praising, O barren one. I'm telling somebody that it's time for you to come out of your shell. I'm telling somebody that if you're tired of all the small folks bringing you down, this is a word of the Lord for you. I believe that the next season of your life will not be unhappy, will not be average, will not be unproductive, will not be unfruitful, will not be unfulfilled, will not be unmotivated. But God is going to bless you. And you'll break out on the left and on the right hand. He's going to enlarge. And he's going to stretch. And he's going to lengthen your reach. And he's going to strengthen your stakes. If you'll start praising and sing, O barren one. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. If you believe it. If you believe it. Come on, stand to your feet all over this place. Come on, sing, O barren one. Sing, O barren one. Sing, O plateaued one. Sing. Come on, get Judah out there first. God has promised you victory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'd like to invite our prayer team to come. Honey, if you can come and join me. Everyone stay standing. We're dismissing in just a moment. As our prayer team comes, we want to pray for anyone who needs prayer for any reason. That's what we do here at Victory Christian Center. Every time we come together, we give people who need prayer for any reason an opportunity to receive prayer. You don't have to be a member of our church to receive prayer. You might say, well, I'm not a bad person. I don't need prayer. Listen, all of us need prayer. I need prayer. You need prayer. And so if you need prayer for any reason, we want to pray for you. Maybe your finances. It may be relationship. It may be, it may be your health. Whatever it is, we want to pray for you. Because we still believe in a God of miracles. We still believe in a God that can mend a marriage, restore a relationship, heal any sickness, any disease, give faith and hope where there's lost hope, bring healing to broken areas of our lives. And so if you need prayer for any reason, in just a moment, my wife and I, we're going to bless you and then you'll be released to come and receive prayer. But there's some here today, and I want you listening to me as we wrap things up. That today you heard me more than just with these ears. There was something on the inside of you that woke up, sparked something on the inside of you. And you need to ask, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me through this message? And if you do that, he'll answer you. And God is reawakening something in you. Maybe you're here and you're saying, I believe I'm to play a key role in expanding victory. And I believe that I'm to take on that challenge of attending one and serving one. It's not something I had planned. It's so out of my box. But man, I'm, I'm even just new to this thing, but I just feel like I, I need to play a part in, in lengthening our course so that we can reach more people. Or maybe you're here and you've been struggling in the area of character and integrity. 
And God is saying, I want, I want, you need to drive some stakes down in your life. Because if you don't, you might be growing bigger on the outside, but you're growing smaller on the inside. And you're setting yourself up for failure, sir. You're setting yourself up for failure, ma'am. Listen, I'm telling you, guys, look at me. Guys, listen to me. Guys, man, listen. Your pastor is not immune to anything that you go through as a man. I am not immune. There's not this extra layer of just protection on me where I don't get tempted and I don't, I don't get pulled in directions. I, I need stakes in my life to be driven down when I travel, when, when, when I'm out, when I'm doing stuff. Greater men than your pastor have fallen in different areas of life. And I've got to have some stakes driven down in my life. That when I go to places and there's that lure and there's that temptation, it's not changing me. I'm changing it. Are you hearing me? I, I don't get a free pass in manhood because I've got the title pastor before my name. If anything, I've got some big weapons formed against me, just like you do. But the Bible says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Okay. God is speaking to you. We want to pray for you. If you're far from Jesus, you don't have a relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, Sir, ma'am, that's something that you must immediately fix. And you can do that today. By simply in just a moment, joining all the others that are coming down for prayer, you too, slipping out of your seat and coming down for prayer. And just telling somebody up here up front, just saying, I want to give my life to Jesus. That's all you have to say. I want to start with Jesus. You say that, and they'll help you take your next steps in becoming a follower of Jesus. Keep your eyes open. We want to bless you. Sing, O barren one. Enlarge. Stretch. Lengthen. And strengthen. Sing, O barren one. Enlarge. Stretch, lengthen, and strengthen. May you see bigger, dream bigger, hope for more, dream for more, believe God for more. And as God grows you and enlarges you, may your stakes be strong and may they go down deep so that as you grow outwardly, you also grow inwardly. Character, integrity, honor, excellence. May you be blessed to be a blessing. May you leave here, transform your world, transform your region, and be the church, not just go to it. God bless you and keep you. Cause His face to shine brilliantly on you. Now go and reach and expand victory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Love you. Have a wonderful afternoon. Come on, if you need prayer for any reason, we want to pray for you today.